Got a question from Don over Twitter asking about the value of holding a seller financing note or VTB. Hey there, I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the broadcast, podcast, YouTube channel where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things. I talk to interesting people and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like, be sure to hit subscribe and let's get to it. All right. So just for you uh, who don't know, I am on Twitter. My handle is dbarnettmoncton and recently put out a tweet talking about questions for the show. And I got one from here from Don. Let me read it to you. He says, what is the value of holding a vendor take back note or seller finance note for a seller when they when they sell a business? And can it become an income for the seller? And I think this is a great question because the way I'm going to tackle this today, I don't think I've ever addressed here on the YouTube channel before. And so normally when we talk about seller financing or vendor take backs, we talk about the function of doing some financing for a buyer with respect to getting the deal done. So just a quick recap for people that might be new. Um, when you sell a business, oftentimes the buyer can't get all the money together. Sometimes the buyer will ask the seller to finance part of the deal, meaning the seller doesn't get all the money on closing day. Part of the money will come in payments over the course of time. And if the buyer is using a bank and you're holding a note, sometimes the bank will put conditions or circumstances on the note. So maybe you can't receive payments on your note until certain conditions are achieved in the business, things like that. So a lot of the times when I'm working with people, um, especially business sellers who haven't been properly prepared, they haven't been told by a broker or they haven't been watching a YouTube channel like mine, and they don't know that it is normal when a business is sold, a small business, that the seller finances part of the deal. When they get to the place where they're receiving offers on their business, they're sometimes taken aback by the idea that they won't get all the money for the business on closing. They think that it's going to be like selling a house where they should get one big check on closing day. And briefly, some of the reasons why it can be necessary for a seller to hold a note are that, you know, basically getting money together to buy a business is very difficult. It's not easy sometimes to find all the money to buy a business. And if the seller finances part of the deal, they basically are helping to remove one of the biggest problems that the buyer is going to have. Uh, in fact, some banks are really hesitant to do uh, a loan to buy a business unless the seller has some kind of skin in the game. And what I would do is draw the example of a car dealership. Car dealerships know that most people walking around don't have 25, 30, 40, $50,000 in their bank account. So the car dealer knows that they have to have financing options available when people come onto the lot so that they can facilitate the transaction of, of the sale of a vehicle. It's exactly the same thing with a business. We have to think about the buyer, the buyer's position, what the buyer wants and what the buyer's problems are going to be. And we have to proactively take care of those problems in order to make the deal happen. Sellers who refuse to finance part of the transaction have a harder time finding a buyer. Usually their business will stay on the market for longer. And eventually the motivations that led them to want to sell the business will have a negative impact on the business. And typically the value ultimate selling price will decline. So if, if you own a business and you want to know more about this, I recommend you pick up my book, How to Sell My Own Business. You can get it on Amazon. 
Um, and if you go to howtosellmyownbusiness.com, there's an online course there um, that you can actually enroll in and spend an afternoon going through the whole process of how this works. Now, let's get back to Don's question. Because what he's saying is, is what is the value of holding it? So now we're thinking beyond the transaction, okay? So when a seller is going to finance the sale of a business, they're often thinking about the transaction and they're focused on how much money they're gonna get on closing. And like I said, a lot of them don't wanna hold a note, but eventually, maybe even begrudgingly, they will because they wanna get the deal done. They wanna move on to the next chapter of their life. However, um, if you take a different attitude towards this, it can be a much different experience on the part of the seller. So what Don is getting at in his question, can it become an income for the seller? Absolutely. In fact, what I've instructed many sellers to think about when they're thinking about doing seller financing is to take off their business owner or business seller hats and put on an investor hat because this really is what you're doing. You're making an investment in the business of the buyer. So the buyer is going to be acquiring your business, which you know very well, and they're going to start running it and they're going to now have this debt owed to you. So let me ask you a question. If Joey on the other side of town was gonna buy a business and came to you looking for money to buy the business, what would you wanna know about that deal? How would you make a decision about whether or not you wanted to invest in Joey's business purchase, right? Now we're starting to think about something in the way that an investor would. So you would wanna know, Joey, what exactly are you buying? What are you investing in? What is this business? Now, as the seller of your business, you already know everything about it. The second question you would ask Joey is, what is your plan? And this is where I see sellers not quite understand the role that they should be taking when they're selling a business and they're looking at an offer from a buyer that includes seller financing. So. They, again, they focus on the deal. They focus on what they're going to get when they should be opening up their point of view to learning more about this buyer to, to actually do an underwriting of this buyer like a banker would, okay? When a buyer is using bank financing and asking for a seller note, the seller usually knows that if the person qualified for a bank loan, they must have a pretty good credit history, credit rating, et cetera. Sometimes sellers are asked to finance without that. So I'll get questions from sellers sometimes. Is it okay for me to ask for this? Is it okay for me to ask for that? I'll say, ask whatever you want. You're making an investment in this person's acquisition of your business. So you wanna say, Mr. Buyer, I wanna learn more about you. I wanna learn more about your history. I wanna see a resume. I wanna know how your work history plays into being able to operate this business. I wanna see your plan. How are you going to run this business? I want to see your cash flow forecast. Are you going to be able to service the bank note and my seller note? And what's the margin for error? What happens if there's a 10% decline in revenues? Are you going to be able to still make your payment to me? Now, one of the things that I run into very often when I'm talking with sellers is that they have a little bit of a trouble with empathizing with the buyer because They've been looking at literature that talks about, you know, selling your business for the most amount of money, or they've read a book about how to sell their business for the most money, or they've been listening to business brokers telling about how each brokerage is able to sell the business for the most money. 
and they're thinking about them and their money and their house that they're going to buy in Florida and the new boat and all that kind of stuff. When you start to approach the seller note from the point of view of an investor, you're actually going to be able to better empathize with the situation of the buyer because now you have to examine the deal from the buyer's point of view to make sure that your investment is going to be safe. One of the big problems that I run into when I'm coaching buyers is that sellers will demand that seller notes be paid very quickly. I want my money in 24 months or 36 months. That kind of quick repayment actually jeopardizes and makes the note more risky. It jeopardizes the success of the transaction because if the buyer agreed to make such big payments to, to kill off the note quickly, it's going to put the business in a poor cash flow position. So once you're looking at the deal from the point of view of an investor investing in the buyer to acquire the business, you want to make sure that the cash flow is going to be there in order to collect on the note. The more secure the business is, the more cushion there is in the cash flow, then the better able that the better position that buyer is going to be able to be in in order to make the payments on time. This is what bankers understand. Bankers understand that a, a borrower can't repay too quickly or actually the, the loan might go into default. Because if you make the borrower repay too quickly, you're going to put them into a cash squeeze potentially if something goes wrong, and then they won't have the money to make the payments. We don't want that. As a seller, you want to create an environment, a situation for the buyer to be able to safely borrow from you and the bank if they're doing that. And so you want to be able to create a situation where they are going to have more than ample cash flow to pay the bank and pay you. And what this is going to do is it's going to reduce the risk of holding that note. To Don's point, can it become an income for the seller? Absolutely. And in fact, it's often part of a seller's retirement income plan. If you can collect on a note and maybe that note payment covers most of your monthly expenses, what that means is that you don't have to dip into your retirement funds. You don't have to dip into your market accounts in order to take money out for retirement. You can use the money paid by the buyer in order to live on, right? This gives you more runway for your investing. Now, just before I hit record, I did some looking. I went to a website called ratehub.ca to look at what the highest savings account rates were in Canada. And there was one from an institution I've never heard of before. They're offering 1.55% a year. And there was one from a big bank I did recognize. They were offering 1.25% on deposits over like a quarter million dollars or something. And then I found uh, another website on the American side. And the best interest rate for a high interest savings account I was able to find down there was 0.55%. So a little over half a percent. I can tell you most seller notes are being written at four, five, six, seven, eight, ten percent 10% interest. Okay. So from an investor point of view, if you're going to invest in a small business, that's risky. You want a higher rate of return. If you got all cash for your business, what would you do with the money? Right. Invested all in the stock market, could go up, could go down, who knows? Maybe you want to take less risk, you know, put it into one of these savings accounts, right? It's going to yield almost nothing. So the seller financing note can actually be a really important part of somebody's retirement plan, their overall wealth plan. Now, here's another thing that I've run into many, many times is when a business seller gets an offer on their business that includes seller financing, and then they go and talk with their advisors, 
like their lawyer, who will, as they're supposed to, point out the different risks that could be in the deal. You know, what if they default, all this kind of thing. They'll go to their accountant who will show them what the tax implications are going to be for holding a note. Oftentimes, accountants can help create a program where you can defer the taxes owed on the funds received on those notes until the periods when the funds are actually received. So you don't face a big tax hit up front before you receive the cash. So that's something you talk with your CPA about. But then they'll get over to their financial advisor. And the financial advisors that I've run into when I'm dealing with buyers and sellers generally don't want to see sellers take a big seller note. Why do you think that might be? Yeah, because they want the money under management. And so I have had many, many, many situations where sellers have come back to the table saying, I can't take a seller note or I can't take that big of a note because my financial advisor says it won't fit into our plan. And then I'll come back and say, where can you invest in a business that you know everything about and earn a 5% yield? Is there a publicly traded company like that? Can you buy their debt and that could get that kind of yield? I don't think so. Understanding publicly traded companies are not the same as small private businesses. But as an investor in one of these small private businesses, remember we got an underwriting cap on. Think about the deal moving forward. So let me tell you a story about a bar I once sold. It's very difficult for anyone to buy a bar and get bank financing. Banks don't like them. Okay. So the buyer made an offer, some money down, seller financed the balance. The seller came back with conditions on the note. The seller wanted the reports every week from the computerized liquor dispensing system and wanted the monthly statements, the financial statements of the business, because he wanted to keep an eye on his investment. A few months after the deal was done, the seller called the buyer and said, hey, you've got someone stealing from you, and this is how I know. Because that seller was keeping an eye on the business. He knew what to look for because he had decades of experience running that business. He was watching not only the business, but he was watching his investment, the note, the money he was owed. And with that, I'll say thanks very much. Again, if you own a business out there and you're thinking about selling one day and you want to really know how these deals go down, head on over to howtosellmyownbusiness.com. There's an online course there. Grab the book. It's on Amazon. It's available Kindle, audiobook. It's like 10 bucks, 12 bucks. It's not very much money. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to my email list. With that, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Don, for your question. And follow me on Twitter if you haven't already. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where you can learn more about me, learn how I work with my clients. You can learn about my books, courses that I prepared for you. You can also find out all about how to subscribe to my email list, the YouTube playlists, etc. There's literally hundreds of hours of content there, all for free, and I'd love for you to be my guest.